Flesh time long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time. Long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I think uh, last week, our little plan worked. We offered Jerry Blevins a bunch of bunch of really fancy uh, perks to go along with his deal. And sure enough, a few days later, who signed with the team, Tommy? Just refresh my memory. Uh, you may have heard of him, Jerry Blevins. That's right. That's right. Jerry Blevins is back with the team. Okay. Whippets or no whippets. I, you know, you're going to remember that and you're going to hang on to that one. Uh, and you should, because Jerry Blevins is back, and everybody is super duper excited. Um, are you excited? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm excited. Of course, I, I'm not going to say we called it. We knew that. You know, we offered him a compelling suite of different materials to sweeten the spot, sweeten the pot. Now he's back. I can't say it's it's definitively because it's us of what we offered him last week, Richie. But I can't not not say that and while many folks are saying that's a double negative tommy well i graduated from the school hot knocks and we didn't have grammar so learn about it yeah i I didn't really go to class after eighth grade it wasn't wasn't really my thing i was i was kind of a little bit cooler than that so i don't even know what a double negative is but i'm gonna take your word for it on that one uh but you know jerry blevins being back you're not giving us enough credit i'm gonna say for sure that it was 100%. I mean, we had Gene, our social media coordinator, tag him on Twitter and send along our offers. Uh, and when I go down to spring training in a few weeks and I see him walking around with a Myoplex t-shirt on, okay, and sitting there with a designer getting ready for Free Shirt Friday, I'm going to know that you and me did this thing. All right? So pat yourself on the back a little more. Uh, let's get the self-confidence up. Jerry Blevins is back because of us. The one question I do have is, are we excited that Jerry Blevins is back because we're excited that Jerry Blevins is back, or are we excited because we haven't really done anything this entire offseason, so now we're, you know, like we were just dying for anything? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like Sandy signed Cespedes, and then they said, all right, guys, y'all can go home. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy Christmas. Enjoy the time off with your families. Uh, no, but... No, I agree. Uh, they didn't get a lot done outside of signing Cespedes. They did sign Cespedes, but in some respect, it was kind of like, well, we did the one thing that people would kill us if we didn't do it, so we did it, and now we're not going to do anything else. So I'm glad they brought Blevins back. Happy to see the big lefty. Hoping that he is a little more sustainable than Pedro Feliciano. Hopefully they don't trot him out there 140 times a season, but happy to see Big Jerry back. I mean, I compare it to this terrible barbecue that I went to once where I show up, I go over to the cooler, open it up. It's just hundreds and hundreds of lining kugels and blue moons, just all sorts of beer that you pour fruit into. It's it's disgusting stuff. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I can't drink. I got nothing. I'm having an awful time with this barbecue. I find one Bud Light, one Bud Light, and I drink about five a day. So usually they're not a big deal. But because I had no Bud Light and I found one, I was super excited. So, Jerry, congratulations. In a sea of lining kugels and blue moons and fruit beers, you are our one Bud Light. So, salute to Jerry Blevins. Whoa. 
I almost, I almost fell out of my chair. I was so excited <laughs> about that analogy I just made. That was, uh, that was top-notch stuff. Uh, and we're going to move on now um, because there's nothing really else to say about Jerry. We also signed Fernando Salad. Uh, we're going to bring him back on, I think, a one-year deal. And get ready, Fernando, because you fit the profile of a guy that's going to throw about um, 122 innings. You're going to be this year's Addison Reed, so congratulations. Is it a, a salad or salas? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I didn't have I I read quickly, so I thought it was salad. But is it salas? I'm not sure. I mean, I whenever I see salad, I think of the Wendy's. But uh, yeah, I don't know. If any if anyone knows, uh, send it over. Send us a correction. But Fernando's on the team. Uh, I know you know. Terry wrote him like a pack mule at the end of last season, and um, it's a sign of things to come. This this guy is going to be thrown. He's going to pitch in the World Baseball Classic, which we'll get to in a minute. But, uh, you know, Pedro Feliciano, Addison Reed, Fernando, maybe Salas. These are all names of guys whose arms are going to explode due to uh, Mets management. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. The Terry Collins school of managing the bullpen is – Everybody's pretty much available every single day. Uh, and then the one day Familia's not available, you know, we're going to throw him for five outs the following day just to make sure that, you know, his arm hurts. Yeah, no, if your arm doesn't hurt, you're not you're not doing your job. Uh, and I think that's what Zach Wheel is worried about, actually, because, you know, did you see that, that transition there? That's uh, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. They taught me that. You go from one to the next just like that. You don't even think about it. But uh, So I'm probably not supposed to be shouting it out, but whatever. So Wheel is a little worried about that. They have him in the bullpen to start this season, and he keeps saying, like, hey, li- like, like, listen, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still a starter. Like, I swear, I'm still a starter. It's like, your, it's like your buddy who gets a girlfriend but keeps telling you, reassuring you that he's still going to come out and watch football on Sundays. Like, I, ha- I haven't changed. I still like sports. Yeah, <laughs> he's that guy. Yeah, it's a tough sell. And, you know, Zach Wheeler came up. He was obviously – a major prospect. They got him the Beltron deal. It looked like the deal of the century that when Sandy made it, like how the hell did you get a top 20 prospect for a half season of Beltron? And obviously he's got great stuff when he was healthy. He looked pretty good, but you know, I I can't blame him for being a little, a little angry about being a reliever, but it's kind of like in, in football, when the starting quarterback goes down, the backups in there, you know, there was a guy once upon a time named Drew Bledsoe, who was a pretty good starter. And, you know, then then one day he wasn't, and that's kind of how it feels with the Mets. You have a depth of pitching, you got a ton of young arms, and maybe Zach got to take one for the team. Got to take one for the team. Go to the bullpen. Maybe he uh, becomes a great bullpen pitcher. And look at Andrew Miller. Look at our Dallas Chapman. Like these guys make a ton of money. Like it's not like you know relievers don't get paid. So I think he should be a little more open to working as a reliever, and then you know. Best case scenario, he becomes a starter. Worst case scenario, he's a lights out eighth inning guy. Yeah, I mean, Dallas Chapman is a great example. Uh, I think that you know that guy's getting straight up cash money, millions now for uh, being a reliever there. Uh, you know, the sad part is that in with the using the Drew Bledsoe comparison, the Mo Lewis in this scenario is Zach Wheel's elbow, his own body just just went after him, hit him on the sideline. Threw him out of action. Uh, hopefully he he bounces back like Tom Brady. Look at this. We're just connecting dots all over the place. 
he's gonna, it's going to bounce back like Tom Brady. But yeah, I think he should be a little more open-minded to being in the bullpen for a little while. You know they're going to put an innings limit on him anyway, so it's not like, you know, it's not like he can never get back out there and start, but in the meantime, go the route of Adam Wainwright and uh, some other pitchers that have done that that I can't currently think of, and, you know, throw a few uh, innings in the pen. What's the big deal? Um, you know, I don't think he'd want to be there forever, but then again, I don't think Michael Conforto wants to be behind, you know, Jay Bruce forever, So, but that's another story for another day. Um, what else do we got here, Tommy, this week? up oh, just announced 10 players are going to the World Baseball Classic for the New York Mets. TJ Rivera and his half-brother Rene, Jose Reyes, Seth Lugo, Gavin Cicchini, Brandon Nimmo, Fernando Salas, uh, Jerry Familia, Hansel Robles, and Ty Kelly, who's playing for Team Israel. Pretty uh, unreal there. So we got 10, 10 guys there in the World Baseball Classic. What are your thoughts on the uh, Classic overall? Hey, I tell you, you're representing your country. Uh, if something happens, uh, maybe you pull a hammy, you get to show up late for spring training. And, and isn't that kind of a dream where you get to show up for your real job late with a legitimate excuse? Like like when you had that real bad foot problem and you couldn't work for like, I don't know, it was really like two weeks, but you melted it to six. Yeah, well, that's because, you know, I mean, first of all, I think you're downplaying my foot injury. And secondly, uh, I, uh, all right, fine, I melted the six. But here's the thing, here's my thought on it. If you're not representing America, okay, I don't think, uh, I don't think you should be representing anybody. All right. I think the entire World Baseball Classic should just be split up into different sections of America. It should be state versus state. You get to, to choose a state. And everyone plays 50 teams. That's how we do this thing. I don't understand it otherwise. And to be honest with you, the guys that are going, I question their loyalty to the Mets and getting ready for the season. You want to win a World Series? Or you want to dance around in in a little jersey that says, uh, you know, Team Italia? I mean, get it together. I tell you, if they had that scenario where it was state by state, our man Brandon Nimmo would be representing the state of Wyoming, and there wouldn't be a lot, wouldn't be a lot of talent. No, no offense, Cheyenne State. Yeah, no, it'd probably be Brandon uh, and about six six to ten nine year olds playing out there for Wyoming. But on the bright side, he would be the star of the team. Uh, he wouldn't have Gavin Sacchini stealing his shine, which is certainly going to happen on Team Italy. So you know, something to think about. Wouldn't see a lot of pitches to hit. Wouldn't wouldn't see a ton of pitches to hit. No, they're gonna be. It'd be it'd be like uh, he'd be like Wyoming's Danny Almonte. Way too old. He'd look way too old out there. But uh, in this case, it'd be allowed. You know. But Wyoming just doesn't have enough players. I mean, imagine Montana. Yeah. But you know, only the strong survive. I think the final would probably be something like Florida, Texas. Makes sense. California. Yeah, all those all those warm weather. Uh, lib states that could play baseball year round. Yeah, Texas is pretty liberal. Yeah, real, <laughs> real left wing. Bunch of weirdos. Love it, kid. I went to the Austin airport once. It really freaked me out. But, uh, but anyway, so that's the WBC. Um, not much to cover there. I mean, uh, oh, joining Ty Kelly, by the way, little fun fact that I, uh, I heard 
joining Ty Kelly, Ike Davis on Team Israel. So who knew? But uh, Mets and former Mets are just really filling out that Team Israel roster. Hey, man, I had high hopes for Ike Davis, and I don't know if it was the uh, the Legionnaires disease or the, the Valley Fever or the smallpox, the mumps, whatever it was that he got that <laughs> kind of ruined his uh, Mets career. It was terrible. I'll never, I will never forget Ike Davis that one April when he was hitting like 340 with eight home runs. Uh, you know, it just didn't work out. We got the Duda man there. Still, still repping Ike Davis. Uh, I remember he was with the Yankees, the A's, the last couple of seasons, and uh, you know, still looks like he's swinging a tennis racket up there sometimes against breaking balls, which is tough. But you know, I'm rooting for the guy. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? He's. I hope. Uh, I hope for his sake and for our viewing pleasure that Team Israel somehow sneaks past. Uh, I don't know, like the Dominican Republic or something, and makes some noise. So uh, if we're going to root for somebody out there, root for Team Israel and uh, the comeback of Ike Davis. Uh, and, you know, as you can see here, our show is it's very scattered because that's how Mets news comes and goes. It comes in, in small little waves crashing on the beach, and then it goes away real quick. So uh, not a real fluid thing here. Oh, another thing that just popped in my mind, Adam Rubin, gone forever. Always in our hearts, but gone forever. Um. Yeah, he seemed like he really liked MacArthur High School basketball, so that's where I assume he would have gone. But he's working in PR now, from what he says. Maybe from MacArthur. Who knows? Yeah, Adam Rubin was very good at his job in terms of producing content and being on the beat for the New York Mets. He was a strange guy. A lot of anyone that engages with people that kind of make fun of you on Twitter, you, like. It's kind of like that thing when you're a kid, like you just have to, you know, someone's making fun of you, you just ignore them. Like Adam Rubin, like he had sort of this holier than now thing, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how it really is. Like, like just leave it alone. Like it's Twitter. Do less. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you and I had a different approach to when people made fun of us when we were kids, I would just make up stories. I would tell them that their parents were going to get divorced and they'd cry and run off the playground. <laughs> so uh, that's that was my my self defense. Um, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean he he blocked more people than uh, you know Dikembe Mutombo did over the course of his career on Twitter. It was it was a real real crazy thing. I think uh, even some other Mets writers I think were blocked at some point. So Adam, real real trigger happy on the blocks, but uh, a plus information. Also, he was the guy. That got verbally attacked by Omar Minaya back in the day at like a press conference in 2003. Uh, made I think it made for one of the first real uncomfortable moments on SNY. So congratulations, Adam. You'll always have that, and uh, best of luck in PR. And uh, you know, to wrap things up now, we got a couple couple new topics here. Um, as everybody saw yesterday, Nick Legend. New York hero, Charles Oakley, was dragged out of the garden. I don't know what the hell happened there. But, uh, you know, it got me thinking, like, what old Met would show up at City Field and probably get dragged out of the stadium for no reason? Um, my answer, based on Oakley's talent, his toughness, and people's, you know, people's love for the guy that, that is seemingly never-ending, I think it's the equivalent of uh, Lenny Dykstra getting ripped out of the uh ripped out of city 
Yeah, and uh, you know, I think Oakley, despite what the Knicks, the Knicks PR team said in their ridiculous statement last night, I think Oakley's probably got his marbles a little more than Lenny. Lenny, Lenny at City Field, yelling at people would would be relatively terrifying. He's he's at the point where you don't know if he's he's kind of in on it or not. You know, he's kind of like a like a a Brian Pillman kind of character at this point in his life. Like, is that accurate? Oh, that's accurate. Yeah, <laughs> Brian Pillman. You know, just uh, just to jump real quick, WWE Attitude Era. R.I.P. Big little segue. R.I.P. Yep. Showed up. Uh, showed up with a gun on one of the episodes. Not loaded, fake, but still freak people out. Yeah, that's about Lenny. That's that's Lenny Ball. <laughs> that you don't. Yeah, like you don't know if it's like, you know, he's really he's really all there or not. So yeah, I think Lenny Dykstra makes a lot of sense. Hard nosed player, beloved player, played with an edge. Wouldn't hesitate to fight people. I think the Mets Charles Oakley in this scenario is certainly our boy Lenny. Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably Charles Oakley, except with a hundred percent more tax evasion and uh, probably um, more use of amphetamines. Allegedly, if I had to guess, not trying to. And if he had a uh, daughter-in-law who was on The Sopranos, right? Exactly. Which, you know, I don't think Charles Oakley had that. We'd have to fact check. But, yeah, I'd say that's the closest thing. I said also maybe uh, if Strawberry showed up and got thrown out because he's been critical of the Mets, hasn't had a great relationship with them. Uh, but he was a superstar when he played. Right. Um, you know, I don't remember that. But my dad told me that he used to crush, like, 10 to 20 Rheingolds and just go ballistic when uh, Strawberry would hit him over the wall. So... So yeah, the extra dry beer, the extra yeah, extra dry. That's right. (laughs) My favorite radio ad. Growing up as a kid, (laughs) there was only eight of them. Yeah, there's only right. There's only four per uh, mid inning. So I I didn't memorize them word for word or anything. Uh, But yeah, shout out to Charles Oakley. I mean, get well soon, and thank Christ that uh, Jim Dolan is not the owner of the New York Mets. I mean, you know, could be worse. That's a, that's a thing. Sometimes you gotta you gotta look look around in life and realize that things could be way worse. And I think uh, Oakley getting dragged out of the garden proved that one last night. But uh, with that said, why don't you take us to our our new segment called Ejection of the Week, where we throw someone out of the of the game of the, of the game called life. Yeah, boy Juan Lagares took a picture in a Planet Fitness. A little unusual. I don't know why. If you're Juan Lingares, why you're necessarily going to Planet Fitness? Like, you, the whole sales pitch of Planet Fitness is that if you go there, you can like very casually work out, and that like you're not you're not supposed to work out real hard. You're not supposed to be a lunk. Like, they're kind of really advertising towards the common people that that want to that want to put on Facebook and and say, hey, uh, went to the gym today. Like, I walked for 12 minutes on the treadmill at the gym at the planet fitness. Like, you know, you'd want Ligaris to be working out like relatively aggressively, like a, like an athlete. I don't know if no offense to planet fitness. Like I'm sure you, I'm sure it's fine. You know, Lord knows I've dated some women that go to planet fitness, but, uh, at the end of the day, go to a real, a real gym. No, now plenty of offense to planet fitness. That place stinks. 
I dropped my weights there. A big alarm came off, and they treated me like Charles Oakley. They threw me right out of the building. It was disgusting. I mean, Planet Fitness is the kind of place. I've seen some things there in my day. Uh, you know, like, if that's the kind of place where you're like, all right, I don't want to get in shape. I just want my man boobs to come down, like, two sizes. Like, take them down two notches. I just want to be, like, I want to be, I want to be heavy enough that i could hide it under a under a nice shirt like an expensive polo but i don't want to get in shape and juan lagaris i don't know what you're doing there like i've seen guys there and and ladies eating pizza on the elliptical that's not a joke they give out pizza every month pizza lollipops i mean you know the the Bawis institute institute for training that the mets all pay for they go down to port st Lucie. they're slamming ropes they're eating beef jerky you know, they're pounding their head against the wall. I, I mean, who know who knows what they're doing? That guy Bawis sounds like he smoked like fourteen hundred cigarettes every day, just screaming at people. But that's money well spent. That's how you get in shape for the season. We we got Juan Lagares over here taking selfies in the no judgment zone. I don't I don't like the sound of that. And it's no wonder that the team has been taking trade calls recently on him. I do not want anybody walking around this uh you know this grape colored workout equipment doing doing half measure workouts that's uh it's not going to work for me so Juan, you are ejected this week uh you should, i i wish i could find you if i could i would and uh hopefully you'll do better next week yeah do better one i guess it takes one to no one it takes one to no one and on that note <laughs> holy hell what an end shout, uh, out, shout out to jay leto Shout out to Jay Leno. That's a Jay Leno our fa- joke. Our favorite, our favorite <laughs> comedian, a Midwestern warrior, a guy who cares about the working class, and uh, that's it. So hopefully, as we dive into spring training here in about three days, we're going to have a lot more to talk to you about, and uh, that's it. In the meantime, I'm going to have four or five Bud Lights because it's noon, and uh, call it a day. See you later, Tommy. Let's go Mets. LGM, hashtag. Yeah, hey, fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time, yeah. Hey, guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.